This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! How was your week, Billy? It, it was good. Uh, yeah, I've been been playing some games. I got a, I got a bunch of games the other day, and I beat one. And I think it's the first time in a long time now that I've beaten a game. What game? Uh, Quantum Break. Okay, is that the one with uh, losing Iceman? Yeah, yeah. So he can, yeah. Yeah, he's got like time powers and stuff. It was really good. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's. I can see why some people probably wouldn't like it because it's got a weird, you know. So it's a very story driven game, which I really like, but there's this weird concept in it where. It, it's separated into different acts. So there's five acts in the game. And between each act, there's an episode. So because they have like actual actors in the game, the episode is like a TV show. It's live action that they shot. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's neat. I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, but I could see why some people would be turned off by that because there's like a 20-minute break in between acts of you watching a TV show. So some people, yeah, some people like it. So you're not enjoying that. But you, you enjoyed it. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I had a blast. I think it's really fun. The gameplay is great. The story is great. It's a really cool uh, time travel storyline. Uh, it's not really spoilers, I guess, because you can you can figure it out based on the. Or do you care? Does anybody? This game's like two years old. So I guess it doesn't matter if I talk about it in the spoiler sense. Uh. So you play you play this guy who's friends with a physicist and you guys are really close and he emails the protagonist to be like, hey man, Jack, that's his name, I need your help. Uh, I don't know who else to talk to. Will you please come to the university and help me with this thing? And he's like, uh, okay, yeah, you're, you're, we're, we're, we've been best friends for years, of course. And so he goes... Uh, and the, the thing he's to help with is a time travel experiment. And so they turn on this machine. He goes like two minutes into the past and like meets himself. And he's like, holy shit, it works. We can time travel. This is so cool. And he tries to go into the future and shit gets fucking crazy. And these armed guards come in and start shooting the place up. And your brother shows up who is also a physicist and is like, hey, man, this shouldn't have happened. Ah, oh, shit. What you've got time powers now. Something weird is going on. So you start running off and you try to escape from all the armed guards that are showing up and try to figure out how to use these time powers when all of a sudden you run into like the leader of the armed guards and it's your fucking friend who invited you. He's the guy who started this whole organization, only he's older now because he went back seventeen years. It's the same fucking dude. <laughs> it's nuts. Sounds like Back to the Future. Well, nobody tries to fuck a mom in this one. Well, I mean... I kept waiting for that. I was like, this dude's gonna fuck his mom, but it didn't happen. It, he, She was down, for sure. He was <laughs> not down. Let's just make that clear. It, it's, it's definitely worth playing. I, I, I enjoy a good time travel story, for one thing, in, aside from just like a good story in a video game. Because I don't know, there's not a lot of... Like, what do you think the best like time travel stories are out there? Because there really aren't a ton, you know? 
Because, like, Back to the Future, I think most people love Back to the Future. They, they oh. like Back to the Future. Terminator, but, you know, Terminator 2, obviously, the top two. Kinda, but I mean, when I think time travel, the time travel is more of a, it's more of a plot device than an actual part of the plot. You know, like it has to do with the future and everything, and somebody coming back in time. But like, once the time travel is over with, it's done. Like they don't really do it again. Oh well, like, yeah. you know, I take that back. They did do it in the last movie, but that last movie was. Did you see Terminator Genesis? No. Oh my god! Oh, you should watch it. It's fucking awful. Uh, it's just terrible. It's. I'm done wasting my time on terrible films. Oh, it's so like, and you know, it tried to do something a little different. I'll give it credit for that. Cause I I don't like the fact that, in every Terminator movie is essentially the same. <laughs> it's the same plot. Like he just has like how many times, are you gonna do this? Like Terminator Two changes it a little bit. If only with like the characters, because suddenly you've got this. The Terminator is the good guy in this, and you know, they, 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 Terminator Two is obviously better than the first one, but none of those other movies ever really need to be made. <laughs> that was, yeah, they're no, hard to get. Yeah, I mean, starting with three, it's just downhill. And I, I mean, I think it's been a long time since I've seen three. I think there, I, if I recall, there are some redeeming qualities in three, but, eh. I'm, I'm good if I never see that again, or any Terminator movie again. I think it's done. <laughs> uh, I'm good on like, one. I'll watch one and two still. Um, it'll be, oh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do now that it's back with Cameron. But eh. uh, I'm trying to think what other time travel movies do I, or shows do I like? Well, anything. Like, can you think of books or, like, TV shows, movies, comic books? Like, it doesn't come up that often, I'd notice. Like, it's it's a hard thing to do well. It's an easy it's an easy concept, I think, to screw up. Hot Tub Time Machine is brilliant. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, it was a good... But is that one you don't count because the time travel really only happened at the beginning and the end? No, because they, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I don't count Terminator. I guess I should, but I think when you think Terminator, you don't think time travel. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... I 100% like a, think time travel. Really? Yeah. Because Hot Tub Time saying the whole plot is like, not only did they go back in time, they have to get back to their time. They have to get so, back to the future. I'm sorry. Yeah, they did. They had to get back to the future. Really, they had to get back to the present. It was certainly the past future, but it was arguably their present. Ah, but who's to say what the past is and who the future is and what the things are? And I don't know, that's supposed to be the kind of thing. One of the best, hands down, most brilliant uses of time travel was on The Simpsons. When Homer kept going back in time and he kept stepping on stuff and altering history. Oh, yeah. And he gets to the perfect reality, and he goes, where are the donuts? And they go, what are donuts? And he freaks out and travels back in time, and then it starts raining, and it's just raining donuts. <laughs> it's absolutely one of my favorite epi- moments in The Simpsons. That is a great episode. I love The Simpsons so much. Like It's one of those things that I haven't watched it in a while, but I could sit and watch it, especially probably like season four 
three or four and on to like 12. <laughs> yeah. Just not, I don't know, man. Cause like anything that like, cause I'm, I would say time travel as a plot point is not really what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking more about like, cause like you have time travel and like Star Trek, the voyage home. Yeah. But would you really think of when you think, would you think, oh, that's a time travel? I mean, it kind of is because, yeah. like, yeah, they go they time, time travel to the eighties. They do, but I don't know. I, I like I like time travel as a concept, and that's what I liked about Quantum Break was like it. They use the concept in a really interesting way without overdoing it or making it so complicated that you don't understand it. Or like or the rules that they set up, I appreciate like a good set of rules where it's like here, this is this is how it works, and this is why. And uh, you know, unlike some movies like I don't know, Looper. No comment. Yeah, although I, I remember liking that movie. So I don't even know if I actually like that movie that much, or if I just like it because you hate it so much. No comment. Um, I don't know. Oh, what did you think of? Uh, not really time travel related, but I thought about it because I was talking about, you know, Terminator being a waste of time because they keep remaking like, Terminator 2 over and over again, but badly. What'd you think of the new Jurassic World movie? I couldn't have been more bored. Um, <laughs> I My mom was on the edge of her seat. seat. She loved it. Uh, I was... I uh, Bryce Dallas Howard just in this... And both of these movies, to me, has just been underwhelming, or I just, especially in this movie, she was just like, it just felt like the lights were on, but nobody was home. She just wasn't believable. And this character, I think the character is really the problem. The character's not believable. I don't know whose fault you want to credit that with, but, you know, just this. She had this whole, like, wide-eyed expression throughout, like, the beginning of the film. And it's just like, what? Like, you were a hard-as-nails executive who was running one of the most dangerous theme parks on the planet. And now you're just, like, googly-eyed about these dinosaurs. It's just too much. And then there's... There was a scene that, to me, was just as terrible as Indiana Jones in the fridge scene in the Crystal Skull. And that was, he, spoiler alert, he gets shot with a tranquilizer meant to trank a dinosaur. One. This is Chris Pratt? Yeah, Chris Pratt, sorry. Spoiler alert. Okay. Not Bryce Dallas Howard. (laughs) Star-Lord reappeared in Jurassic World and was shot with a tranquilizer meant to trank a dinosaur. As the mount the the volcano is exploding, lava has finally reached him when he starts to come out of this in what is apparently short order. He has this ridiculous one part of my body is not as numb as the other parts of my body rolling maneuver where he eventually rolls over a log escaping the slowly approaching lava and then he stands up seemingly free from the 
tranquilizer. Yep. That sounds like a movie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just... You know what's funny, too, is they set up... You know, and maybe I'm. this is taking it too far, but I remember in The Lost World, even though it's been a long time since I've seen The Lost World, and I don't love that movie, not like I do the first one, but there is a line of dialogue that I has always stuck out to me, maybe because I just thought it was delivered really well when uh, they're on their way to the island, and Eddie is talking about the trank the tranquilizer that they're bringing with them and how it works. Uh, and Ian Malcolm is like, is there an antidote? And he goes, what, in case you shoot yourself in the foot? Don't do that. Don't You'll be dead before you realize you had an accident. And so, uh, so it's set up in that movie of like, oh, so you need very powerful tranquilizers, obviously, to take these giant animals down, but it doesn't kill Chris Pratt. For oh. some <laughs> That's a setup for the next movie they're going to do, obviously. Because in the next one, you'll find out that he's part dinosaur! Ah. I, clearly, he <laughs> still has the power of Star-Lord in him. And that's the only reason he survived the tranquilizer. Um, I just, I had no interest in seeing that movie. That's why I, And I don't care about you spoiling because I'm not... I saw the last one, and it was fun, I guess. It was like one of those, I saw it one time, and I had no interest in ever seeing it again. Uh, you know, I, 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 it makes me. The reason I was thinking of it too was because when I was talking about Terminator and how they seem to like keep redoing this movie over and over again. It's you know, I my problem with it is that I just can't imagine a society in which the first two slash three Jurassic Parks happen one time this. The dinosaurs clearly make it to the shore of a major continent. That they would allow yet another attempt at this theme park. It's just <laughs> asinine to me. But that's fine. I don't mind that because people are stupid. I mean, you make a shit ton of money if you had some dinosaurs. It doesn't matter what's happened in the past. Capitalism is going to win out in the end on that. I, I can't. I, I'm ashamed to admit I would definitely go to Jurassic Park. Absolutely. You, you could. You would hear those stories and be like, oh, my God, people died? That's crazy. Wait, you have a group on for that? Fuck yes, I'll go. I just like, decided yeah. to see Stegosaurus. That's my favorite. I want to see the T-Rex, man. I'm not even. I'm good. I'm not even going to pretend like I'm there for, like, a safe. No, you show me the biggest teeth. I, I was walking around, we went to one of the Smithsonian's maybe a week ago, mm-hmm. uh, and they've got, like, dinosaur bones in one of them. I want to say it's National uh, National History Museum, maybe. But uh, I was looking at I was looking at my niece, and I was like, there was a T-Rex skeleton, and I'm like, fucking look at that. That thing was real. Isn't that insane? Like, I think it, every time I say it, like, that thing walked the earth. That existed. That blows my mind. It's huge. Uh, its head is bigger than I am. Well, you're a little probably. I'm little, but still, I you know, like average height in some parts of the world. But yeah. I, it's st- like I, I, I don't know. Some people just started. She was just like, oh, whatever. You know, I guess like a typical 18 year old of like, oh, whatever. Actually, no. She said something. <laughs> she, was, I, she was like, did it though? Are we sure that was a real thing? And I'm like, it's standing right in front of you right now. You can see it. You could touch it. Don't touch it, but you could. Yeah, don't touch it. She breaks it. They'll charge your ass for it. Yeah, a lot. A lot. I don't have the money. I don't have the money for that. You definitely don't. 
Um, back to the Lost World, though. I never really had the problem with that movie that a lot of people did. But it does, con- it does contain my favorite line of the series, which is, ooh, ah, that's how it starts. But later there's running and screaming. Well, I think that's part of the reason I really like The Lost World is that Jeff Goldblum is just so charming. They're like, I will watch that movie because he's in it. And I like, uh, and I like Vince Vaughn in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. When that, Another great line of dialogue is when Vince Vaughn is yelling for Sarah <laughs> Jeff Colton goes, how many Sarahs do you think are on this island? <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, you know, it's... Uh, I know when I found out that Jeff Goldblum was in this new one, I was like, oh, fuck, I want to see that. And then I heard he was in one scene, and I was like, oh, no, you almost had me. You almost had me. He's, a, he's technically two scenes. Okay. It's technically the same scene, and they just show it split up in two different times. They're like, Jeff, we need you for a day. <laughs> Can you get two yeah. scenes done in a day? Is like, I think so. They're basically like, they're like, did you see The Force Awakens? We want to have you do like a Luke-esque cameo. Well, I'm going to talk, right? Well, we didn't plan on it. Well, I would like to talk. All right, we'll give you some dialogue. I uh, know, he's going to talk. He's like, that's all. I mean, no one gets to tell Jeff Goldblum when he is and isn't going to talk. That's That's true. That's true. Um, back to video gaming. Yeah, I got an awesome... D- where so where did guess... you get all these deals? Or, like, oh, that's right. Well, so, no. so uh, Liz got me a, uh, a GameStop gift card. Oh. And I hadn't used it, and then I happened to go to... You know, I was like, I want to use this, this gift card. So we went to GameStop, and it just so happened they were having their buy two, get one free used sale that oh. they do from time to time. Nice. So I was like, "Oh man!" So I got I got Quantum Break. I got The Last of Us Remastered because um, I've been wanting to play that again. And I'm excited to do that. I got Alien Isolation. Uh, Quantum Break comes with uh, Alan Wake because that's another game by the same company that was on the 360 that I really liked. So even though I already own that game, I'm happy to have it again on the on the one so I can play it because I like it. Oh, and I for like two bucks, coincidentally that same day, they were having a sale on some games on the Xbox Store, and they had the Slender, the Slenderman game, the Arrival was like two dollars, so I bought that. Yeah, I just picked up uh, PlayStation. Has had the place if you're a PlayStation Plus member, they got they're running like up to seventy percent discount on some games. So I picked up the War of the Chosen add-on for XCOM. And I picked up Skyrim, and I've literally spent more time playing PlayStation games, playing on my PlayStation games that I have on my Xbox, than I have been playing PlayStation games. Oh my God! Have you not, have you not played any more of The Last of Us? No, because I'm in this one. I'm in this part of the building where you got like five of those clickers, and I've just got to craft a bunch of stuff and. I just sometimes don't have the patience to be uh, as stealthy as I need to be in that game. No, I know what you mean. So I put it on pause. Plus, I've, I've, I'm playing Shadow of Mordor, and I or uh, Shadow of War, the sequel to Shadow of Mordor. And I was getting confused with the buttons. Oh, yeah. 
That's why I try to stick with one game at a time, yeah. uh, even though I buy multiple ones. Like, I don't know why I do that. Because excited as I was to get all those games, I'm like, I said, I can't play all of these at the same time. I do the same thing with books, where I'm like, I'm going to get all these books. Like, I'm not going to read these right away. Like, most of these are going to sit on my shelf for, like, two years. Hey, last weekend, I played um, a little bit of GTA Online on the Xbox. I played uh, Shadows of War on the Xbox. I played GTA Story Mode and Online on the PlayStation. I played a little bit of Star Trek online. I played Skyrim, and I played XCOM 2. So basically, your life is just video games. I, I, dude, I've like been sucked into the video games hardcore the last like since I bought a PlayStation 4. <laughs> You're gonna get literally sucked into the video games. Like, do you remember that I, movie? Tron. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. I remember Tron. Wait, that, yeah. that is a that is a better example. Than what I was actually no there's a movie where uh john ritter is like a real lazy guy and he's watching tv all the time and he gets like a universal remote for his like real big tv but it turns out he gets it from the devil or like a demon and it sucks him into the tv and he's got to escape vaguely i'm sure it's not as good as i remember but i remember really liking that movie when i was a kid that's funny yeah, I vaguely remember that movie. Um, I'm glad we talked about that. Yeah, great. great, yeah, great you, don't, you don't have anything. You don't have anything to add about John Ritter. He's illustrious. I, mean, I love John Ritter. Man, he was hilarious. Three's Company is a classic, man. I guess I don't know. See, this is when the generation gap comes in, or like Three's Company. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't understand. Three's company was so far ahead of its time. <laughs> We're like, where, where's the, where's the in between? We're like, uh, he was on Buffy. That was good. <laughs> um, he was on Buffy. That's right, he was. On yeah, Buffy. he was on a was like, crazy episode of Buffy. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. Do you know that when spoiler alert, Buffy's mom died? I burst out laughing. That is because not what. The- supposed to do because i was like what like why was she laying like that like what was that and like i look like and then it goes to credits and then like i looked at the two girls i was with and i was like what the fuck was that i was like she's not dead is she she's fucking dead and then i had a mini meltdown and <laughs> forced them to watch the next episode I was gonna say, man, I have the I, I'm such a bitch. I will cry so hard at like movies and TV shows. And I, when she, it, like, when it go, it cut. I remember because it, it cuts to credits and Buffy is still talking, like trying to talk to her. And she's like, "Mom, mommy." And when she said "mommy," it's so sad and like heartbreak. I was like, "Oh my god, that's a hard that not that episode, but the next one. That is a hard episode to watch." I well, I for I was just I didn't you know I watched it so late because of my um, somewhat argue irrational hatred of Sarah Michelle Jones. Uh, so I didn't watch it until like maybe five years ago. <laughs> and so I you know I don't know nothing. Wait, and, five years ago, and you were watching this with girls? What? Oh my god, really? Word, son. Yeah, I uh, went there. 
anyways, uh, so I, you know, I didn't know anything about the storyline or whatever. How when Angel handed her um, the cross necklace, I turned to the two girls over here and I was like, "That's where she keeps the cocaine," because my irrational hatred for Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar stemmed from how she treated Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Phillippe in Cruel Intentions. I do have a soft spot for that movie. I hated her so bad because she tried she killed Ryan Phillippe the she be- did the beloved boyfriend of Reese Witherspoon and I was she, devastated she, she did him so hard it was like it killed him in the movie oh and just... man and so I I was fucked Sarah Michelle Gellar <laughs> that's, that's what I was like she did too good a job she did you can't be too good Otherwise, I just don't like you. <laughs> uh, but so, so watching Buffy, so like, and like I said, when that when you just see her, she's just laying there like dead. But it was so like you're not like it's not like there's no foreshadowing of it. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And like I was just like so shocked, I laughed. And then, freak, like I said, freaked out when I realized she was dead and wasn't going to be back. And I was like, what the fuck? But, side note, I really did like Buffy. And Angel. Yeah. I like Angel uh, a lot. I think Angel's a better show than Buffy, actually. I wouldn't go that far. I would. Well, I disagree. I'll, I'll defend myself. I... And here's the thing. I'm all for a coming-of-age story, especially about a super-powered young girl who has to be a teenager but also be this leader and grow up. It is very interesting to watch that, and I like the relationship that she has with the characters and throughout the show. But Angel is, like, the closest, I think, as far as themes go, to getting, like, a Batman live-action show. You know what I mean, and I, and I say that because like you could most people probably be like, well, what about Arrow? But I think those CW shows is, is I, I've enjoyed them, but they're super like campy and cheesy and you know, to which it can be fun and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that Angel is like such a quality show. It's so good. Like the writer, like the there are some episodes that are just amazing. Uh, like the the worst episode of Angel I think is better than the best episode of Arrow. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't agree with that at all. I, really? Yeah, I wouldn't say the worst is better than the best Arrow. I like Arrow. I like Angel. I mean, I don't... And I don't... Jeff, I don't know what you mean how Angel is a, a good Batman animal. Is it just because he's brooding? Kind of. He has a dark... Past this kind of thing that he can't forgive himself for, which honestly is honestly better than Batman to a degree because it's like he it'd be like if Batman killed his own parents and was like, oh shit, I gotta I gotta be a good guy now and make up for this. Like that's the only way it would be more compelling. I think I don't know how that would happen or why you would want to read that. Uh, but Angel has that. Or and why then, you would root for Batman who is eight <laughs> or ten? Murdered his parents? <laughs> he's beating up the Joker, and you're like, I mean, this is nice and all, but were you going to forget that he killed his parents? Like, 
Joe's <laughs> like, did I ever tell you how I got these physical scars? And Ben is like, did I ever tell you how I got my emotional scars? <laughs> Commissioner Gordon, I don't know if this is a good idea. This guy, this guy seems a little unhinged. Right. Maybe that's what we need for this city. I mean, he keeps telling everyone that he killed his parents. <laughs> and now he's seeking to redeem himself through violence against others. It's super awkward. I just don't want to be around him. Ah, shit, here he comes. <laughs> oh, great. Batman, thank God you've come. Scarecrow is, duh, I killed my parents. No, we know. We know you did. It's just... <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be a terrible Batman. That would be on par with Luke being Snoke as in the worst, the worst um, hero to worship. I like that. I like this idea of like tweaking one aspect right. <laughs> of like character and being like, how can we make this the worst it can be? Um, uh, back to video games, though. I got nothing. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I've pretty much, I told you the games I got and what I played and whatnot. Oh, I got my dice. Did I tell you that I got my dice? No. Yes, I did. Dice. There, here. You hear that? That's, that's some dice. Yeah, I did hear that. It was directly in my ear. That's right. Uh, and I've got a an outline for the D&D storyline, so I'm excited. Nice. Yeah, I think it's really good. I'm obviously biased because my idea but it's gonna be all right and i know you have your character ready to go i do we just gotta roll the stats for him yeah. and we gotta figure out who's gonna be playing with us and i guess we'll get to that pretty soon because i know you're excited about it and so am i but i am i'm ready to do this damn thing i don't want you to be terrible it won't be terrible I, I'm so excited about this. When I started my Skyrim playthrough, I made an elf character. Because <laughs> I can't make a half elf. I, I was wrong with it. But he's a heavy armor wearing, two handed sword swinging elf. Nice. He's not doing too well. <laughs> he, he, has he has managed to kill the one dragon. He's cleared out uh, Bleak Falls Barrow, and he's, he started to build his house. Uh, but he went to rescue an Argonian to have him, have him as a follower, and the Falmer whooped his ass. And then he stumbled upon an, a vampire enclave, and they whooped his ass. And, and then there was this one time where a bear ate me. He's having a rough going. Things did not turn out the way this elf thought it would. No. He was like, oh, I got this big ass sword. I'm going to fuck this. Oh, the bear's eating me. That's how it went down. He actually said that. Well, I said it. Oh, okay. I say, that'd be weird. It would be weird. It'd be awesome, though, if you could think your dialogue for your character and then the character spoke it. I would just be Batman all the time. Um, Playing Skyrim, like, Hark, sir! I don't know how they fucking talk. 
<laughs> you hero, whatever they say. With your quest, I killed my parents. <laughs> the town is like, you know, that guy killed his parents, right? Yeah, but he slayed the fuck out of that dragon. So I mean, what? He's a dragonborn. We gotta forgive him. We didn't. I mean, yeah. We didn't know. Like, we didn't know those parents. Like, maybe they had it coming. We know. I I just feel like. For the audience, I should, on their behalf, take umbrage with the voice of your Batman. <laughs> What's wrong with my Batman voice? Because it doesn't sound very, um, it sounds like your Bruce Wayne voice. But I'm not all in on the Batman voice. I'm not trying to be Batman. I mean, like, I if you want... feel like if you're going to do Batman's voice, you automatically have to do Christian Bale's Batman voice. Well, I thought about, it's like, I kind of, I don't know, I halfway went there and then I was like because uh, like, that hurts my throat I don't know why he did that I don't know why either and I and, and it amused me so much that people were upset by it that I've adopted it as my Batman voice I don't hate it but there are times where it is a little distracting uh, especially as the movies go on because like th- there are points in that third movie like you ever tried to show a movie to somebody that you really like and you've got it on your mind so every time something little that you know isn't really that great about the movie it stands out a little more it's like if i showed somebody the dark knight rises when that line comes up towards the end when bane is like so you came all the way back that's close to my bane i can do and and batman looks at him and goes no i came to stop you like oh my god what like you just i i'm embarrassed for him like why did you say that that's the best comeback you had You've been gone in a prison for months. You had time to think about this. You know, I, that um, that one didn't bother me. The one that gets me is the one where he's talking to Gordon. It's just like, the Batman voice is fine for like shit like, I'm Batman. Like, it's short bit of dialogue where he's like, not every hero wears a cape. Some heroes are guys who just give their coats to little boys who just murdered their parents. <laughs> He sounds out of breath. <laughs> uh, it just, uh, uh, you get, you put your coat on me when I was a kid. Fuck. Uh, I'm just tired, man. Can you? <laughs> line. Can somebody give me my line? It's exhausting talking like this. <laughs> oh, man. But I do, uh, Christian Bale is my favorite Batman. Tied with Kevin Conroy. Uh, I don't know about tied with Kevin Kyle. We're gonna talk about greatest because I I love Michael Keaton. I'm not gonna lie. I think Michael Keaton is great. See, for me, Michael Keaton is good, and I enjoyed him at the time as Batman. But he's Mr. Mom to me. Oh, okay. Is that why you can't separate it? Yeah, and then it's sad to see that Mr. Mom turned out to be a villain. And he tried to kill his daughter's boyfriend. Spoiler alert. For Batman. (laughs) No, shockingly, he tried to kill his girlfriend's boyfriend, Peter Parker, who, spoiler alert, killed his own parents. And that's why he had to go live with Aunt May and Uncle Ben. And then he killed Uncle Ben. 
I don't know why I saw it coming, I, but I knew. I don't know if I just knew, but like I remember watching that movie. When we were watching Spider-Man: Homecoming in the theater. We saw like an early screening, so everybody there is like a big fan. Uh, and Peter's all like happy, and he's going to pick up his date, and he knocks on the door. And when I knew, I just had that thought of like, oh, it's going to be Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is totally his date's dad. That just makes sense to me. I I assumed. And then the door opens and it's him and the music that was playing in the on the movie stopped. And I heard everyone in the audience go, <gasps> like they were so shocked. And I was like, really? <laughs> Have you not seen movies? <laughs> I think I uh, I wasn't shocked, but I had that same realization when he's like on his way there, and I was like, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be him. And then, so I was pleasantly surprised, like, not surprised, but, like, I was happy that it, that, that was, it was the same. And then that scene, when they, on the, like, when they're on, on the, the way there, it's he just, it's, like, great. It's so good. That, and that's not a complaint, by the way, me talking about, like, oh, it was, he was the father. That, no, I was totally fine with that. I like the fact that they did that. I really, really like that movie. Um... And yeah, that follow-up scene is so good. Like watching, that's Michael Keaton is so good because like, there's nothing like the dialogue is really good in that, super well written in that scene because it's nothing of like, him figuring it out through like being told that he's Spider-Man. It's all the acting, from all three of them really of like, the date not really paying attention because she's on her phone and Peter trying to like get out of the conversation because he doesn't want to give too much away. And Michael Keaton putting the shit together and being like, oh my god. Like, it's, ah, it's so good. Ah, I'm going to watch that movie again. Yeah. But going back, I was going to say, Michael, like, I guess because, I mean, growing up, that was my Batman. Like, I watched those movies and it was Michael Keaton. He, he was so good. See, growing up, my Batman was Superman. The Christopher Reeve Superman movie. Oh, yeah. And that's why Christopher Reeve will always be my Superman. Though I did enjoy Brandon Routh, and I do enjoy Henry Cavill in Superman. Yeah. And I will say, Henry Cavill is the hairiest Superman I've ever seen. He's pretty hairy. I mean, he- tufts of hair come out the arms and neck holes of the Superman suit. And is, is there something wrong with that? Can Superman not be hairy? No, I'm just saying, I've never felt embarrassed about the lack of manly hair on my body until I saw Henry Cavill in Superman. Oh, I thought you meant he should be embarrassed about the hair, like it's a bikini line or something. No, no it's not Robin Williams bad. Hey, uh, Superman, just so you know. Robin Williams would have made a great Wolverine based on body hair alone. Uh, I don't know about that. Do you remember the there was, uh, I guess, rumors, or I don't know how true they were, but Robin Danny Williams? Danny DeVito? Oh. Ne- what? Well, originally when they were talking about doing the X-Men, they they were thinking about Danny DeVito as Wolverine. No! Yeah. Cause Are of, you serious? Yeah, because of the height. That's dumb. No, you're fucking with me. I don't believe it. Well, I've read it on the internet, and that as our president true. tells me, that stuff is real. Okay, well, I don't know how real this was, because I was saying, again, a rumor, but it was like people were saying that the Riddler in the third Batman movie was going to be Robin Williams, and he was going to like shave a, he was going to like shave a question mark into the back of his head. I think we've established that that is not the Riddler anymore. 
In which, do you mean in The Dark Knight or in the one with Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey? Oh, the, the one with Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, okay. No, I, I did not know and or hear that. I couldn't tell you if it's real or not. That seems weird. Like, I don't... I don't know. I mean, why not? Jim Carrey ended up playing the Riddler. It's... No, it seems weird that the highlight would be he was going to shave a question mark into his head. I mean, I, I don't know how true that, that part was, but I remember thinking, oh, I'd be, I'd be down for that. I mean, yeah, I would have been down for Robin Williams' Joker and or Riddler and or Trickster and or Cockknocker, for that matter. You would have been down for Robin Williams. Although I do enjoy Mark Hamill's performance as Cockknocker. And his performance as Trickster. Uh, sorry, for some reason my Xbox was picking up what you were saying, and it tried to search for Mark Hamill Cockknocker, and it didn't bring anything up. So Hilarious. I don't know. Hilarious. Uh, speaking of movies and video games, I watched Tomb Raider. Have you seen that? The new one, the new Tomb Raider. No, I wanted to. How was it? Uh, it was only okay. Uh, I don't know how much this one follows a particular game storyline. I think it's supposed to be pretty close, cause, and that's part of the reason I wanted to see it, because did you play, like, the, no. not the newest one, I guess, but, like, a couple of couple of years ago or so? Like, they had a new... No, when they revamped it, no. Yeah, it's worth playing. It's, it's good. I, I liked it a lot. That's a great story. I, yeah, I'm not fucking done. God damn. It's good. There, I'm done now. No, I'm not. Uh, uh, keep, keep talking about this fucking game. It's good. No, it has a lot of really cool uh, like stealth parts, and they also the, the, the action is really fun without being... Uh, this is the one where she goes in search of her dad, and they end up on the boat, and they crash on the island. Well, there... They're not looking for her dad. They're looking for the thing that her dad uh, was looking for originally, or like had, had said existed. Like he, was he's it, not. Was it the the Queen of Death or whatever? I uh, it was some some kind of like goddess. I don't remember exactly which one it was. It might have been that. Um, I so, so like I guess I don't know if it followed a particular story. I think that. If they're going to do a Tomb Raider, they should maybe just focus on doing a good story and not worry about, like, I don't know, man. Because there are parts where it clearly felt like it was mimicking a game. Like, you could, like, there was this scene where the boat's crashing and she had to, like, jungle gym bars across some shit. And then, like, there's a scene where, like, she's got to make this impossible jump and she's got, like, a claw hammer. And it doesn't even look believable when the claw hammer is sticking to the wall she's climbing. Um, I can see that being a problem, yeah. And then she, at the end, she's swinging this temple as it's crumbling around her. And, like, that trope just needs to go away because... 
Honestly, I haven't believed anybody wasn't going to make it out of something crumbling slash exploding since the Falcon made it out of Return of the Jedi. Like, I remember being a kid like, oh, that motherfucker not, might not make it. It ain't got no main people on it. It's only got secondary people. They might kill those motherfuckers. And then it burst out the flame pit. Woohoo! They made it! Lando's alive, bitches! Nobno's here, too! Uh, and you since then... Huh? You knew his name? Yeah, Nemno. Who doesn't know his name? No, they don't say it in the movie, do they? No, it don't matter don't say it in the movie. That's the homie. You gotta know the homie's name. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I know the answer to this already, but for the sake of our listeners, what do you think of Lando Calrissian being in the next Star Wars movie? Uh, at this point, it's too little too late for me. I don't yeah. I'm not interested in what they're doing currently. <laughs> it's such a political answer without saying... <laughs> I'm currently not interested. It's too little too late. No further questions. Yeah, man, I'm not trying to make a big deal about it. You know, people are excited. I hope I'm happy for them. Mr. Poet, Mr. Poet, is it true you didn't care for the solo movie? Um, correct. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's the last I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> like, you throw your coat on, you're I'm, going back in. I'm here to talk about my agenda today, and that agenda is that I only thought the new Tomb Raider movie was okay. <laughs> You're trying to talk about the Tomb Raider movie. There's this one really annoying reporter who just won't let it go. <laughs> it's like, why do you think it'd be so bad if Luke had been Snoke? Again, it is a topic I'm not currently wishing to discuss. Um, are you, do you have any questions about Tomb Raider? I'm here to talk about Tomb Raider. Uh, I, um, what do you think of the similarities between Laura Croft and Ray? I think they're both British with brown hair. Um, I would prefer not to talk about any Star Wars related topics. Uh, again, just want to focus on Tomb Raider. Is it true you only saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom because your mom wanted to? That is true. Yes. Also, and this is not the reporter, this is just me now. Why is it called Fallen Kingdom? Uh, because the Jurassic World Kingdom, as created by... Uh, Colonel Sanders and the new character in Jurassic World, their dream has finally fallen, and the utopia, the dinosaur utopia, has now been commercialized and okay. most likely weaponized. So, can I ask, is there a scene in this movie where they get a close-up of an old man who is John Hammond's friend, I assume, right? So is there there's a is there a scene where there's a close up on him and he says something along the lines of it looks like this kingdom has fallen. No. Oh well, I wouldn't have been surprised. I actually don't know why it's called Fallen Kingdom. Everything I just said, I pulled out of my ass. Oh really? I guess that makes sense because it's like, you know. It's a the theme park is like a kingdom and it fell, but I 
don't know, I don't like it when there's like a subtitle to a movie and it doesn't like you could you could have called it a lot of things like Jurassic World 2 or Jurassic World now the dinosaurs are coming to our place like it's something that fits with what happens in the movie like why does it have to be some weird the Transformers movies do that too and I was like why is this called this yeah yeah like, what was the, what was the one that we saw I don't remember uh, the uh, shit they should have called it Jurassic World Splody Splody Boom Boom. Or like Thor the Dark World. What was the Dark World? Was that where the elves came from? Or did they ever go there? Yeah, at the end of the movie they went to the Dark World. That's where Loki faked his death. Spoiler alert. Oh. Well that's that's not interesting at all. But at least at least they went there. That I get. Well, I'm assuming that it's the part is the kingdom and crumbled. I don't know. I don't. I was like, I didn't. Care. At this point, I no longer care. I only. I. I like I said. I only went because my mama. Yeah. To see it, and my mama only wanted to go see it because I wasn't one who was enthusiastic about reading anything. And before my heart was broken by Star Wars, I had the Timothy Zahn books had come out and those had caught my interest but I still wasn't reading anything and then I, we saw Jurassic World I kid you not we went we went and caught a sneak peek of Jurassic World only because we went to see the Michael J. Fox movie Life with Mikey and oh, like, you, you mean Jurassic Park oh yeah what I said you said Jurassic World. Like, what, I meant Jurassic Park. Yeah, the, the you, OG, the, the OG triple OG, <laughs> the OG triple OG Jurassic Park. So we go see this Life with Mikey, where he plays a child, a former child star, who's now an agent, who's kind of like a bum agent, but he he meets somebody with talent, and he kind of gets his life together to help her out. Anyways, so they were like, we're, we're also showing Jurassic Park tonight. Would you like to get tickets? We were like, yeah. So we went and saw Life with Mikey, and then we got in line and saw Jurassic Park. And on the way home, I was like, will you get me that book? And then I read every Michael Crichton book there was. Were you shocked at how different the book was from the movie? Because I remember being really surprised. No, I think because... I didn't read the book first. It just it it the reverse. I don't think the reverse. It, it's not the reverse doesn't work. You know, I mean, does, isn't as trippy or upsetting. Uh, you know, when you read a book and then you see the movie, you're like, oh, but they didn't include my favorite part, which was that Luke was a hero and not some bum who disappears forever and then dies at a the end of a terrible movie. See, why did you get me talking about Star Wars? I, did, I didn't even say anything. About it. We had changed the subject. We have. I'm so going to watch The Last Jedi. It's on Netflix. I'm going to watch it again. And our next episode is going to be all about The Last Jedi and why it's good and you're wrong. <laughs> the whole episode is just going to be like, this is my favorite part from you and then me going to disagree. I'm just going to read it out. 
You're just gonna you're gonna get the shooting script and just read them <laughs> verbatim. Stage left. Uh, Kylo Ren walks in. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm good or bad. Uh, maybe that's a line of dialogue. I don't know. Um, what, what were we talking about? Yeah, we were talking about the difference of the Jurassic Park book. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't think seeing the movie and then reading a book is as disconcerting as, as going the other way. I mean, I didn't, um, didn't affect my interest in the book or anything. I just remember just being very surprised. I was like, wow, this is really good. The, like, not even just like the things that happen, but the characters are very different. Yeah. John Hammond's a dick. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, I much prefer the John Hammond of the movie to the book. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I appreciate people like you who go to see movies for people that you like because they have a free screening outside. They're doing this summer series outside every Friday night uh, this summer, like in this park down the street from here. And the first movie they're showing tomorrow night is uh, Jurassic Park. Nice. I'm stoked. I can't wait. I think it's going to be really fun. Liz does not like Jurassic Park, but she's going to go. Because she loves you. Because she loves me, yes. Um, nice, man. That'll be fun. Uh. Yeah, they're showing some good ones this summer, man. Uh, Moana is next week. It's worth watching. I need to watch Coco, too. Uh, they're doing Clue later. Uh, Ghostbusters. Which one? The first one. Yeah, uh, they're doing Jumanji in a couple of weeks, I think. The original or the new one? I'm just watching the, the new one, too. The original. Oh, did you, did you just see it for the first time? Yeah, just saw it. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. I think it's really fun. I I enjoyed it more than I thought it would. Jack yeah. Black as a teenage girl is hilarious. Um, I just wish, you know, we had Robin Williams. It just made me miss Robin Williams. Oh, I yeah. Went, I went down a deep dive on YouTube afterwards of Robin Williams clips and, like, listening to Billy Crystal and Whoopi Goldberg talk about him. Have you ever seen there's a there's a clip from Conan because you know they'd shoot those late night shows in the afternoon for that night, yeah. and there's a clip where at, at, when the news broke that he had died, they were recording the show. So Conan was like, "Hi everyone, uh, we normally don't do this kind of thing, but you know we do shoot the show in the afternoon. And we just got word about this. I felt it was important to mention it." Uh, but Robin, well, apparently Robin Williams has passed away, and you hear the crowd go, <gasps> like you know, because yeah. they they were watching a show, they weren't, they didn't know. And... Yeah, I do, I did see that. Yeah, and they talk about him for a few minutes, like Will Arnett was on the show, and they talk about their interactions with him. Yeah. Oof. Sad man, sad for sure. Yeah. Anyway, and you know, and we actually. <laughs> Colorado always had a special love for Robin Williams because uh, Mork was set in Boulder. Oh, really? Yeah, set in Boulder, Colorado, which is where, if you don't remember the first time you came, uh, was where I took you and Brandon to the uh, Whole Foods. I do remember. And and we went to the bookstore where you guys got me Saga and the first of the Dresden Files books. I also got the first of the Dresden Files books. We got them together. Yeah, and I we enjoyed think. them separately, but also together. Yep, we were together at heart. Yes. Uh, Two now, hearts you know, that beat as one. I'm sorry. What now? 
there's an interesting I'd never heard this before and I can't remember if it was like a podcast because I hear too much of Kevin Smith talking over the years but I went and saw him in November and I think it was when I saw him in DC that he talked about this but he talked about uh, meeting Robin Williams on the set of Good Will Hunting because he was executive producer on Good Will Hunting and uh, they were like on the street and somebody was like hey Mark and he like waved to him and talked to him and Kevin Smith was like that's so weird that of all the things you've done all these movies at this point and people are still saying Mork and Robin Williams was like, oh, they're always going to say Mork. Like, it's different between, like, you know, it's one thing to be in movies. Mork was in their house with them. Like, he was on their TV. He was a part of their lives. And I never thought about it like that before. I was like, oh, wow, that is, like, those TV characters that you grew up with yeah. sitting at home. And I wonder if that's going to change now in this new age we live in where, you know, Netflix and Hulu, you just basically watch movies at home all the time. You don't even have to go anywhere. Yeah. And, and, and the options were more limited back then, too. Oh, yeah. It was like, you either watch Mork and Mindy or the news. Exactly. Or Bonanza, I guess. I don't know. All those old shows. That was that was before my time. But you know. I mean, I feel like Bonanza might not have been on the same time as Mork and Mindy. <laughs> you know, like, I love Lucy and MASH. Taxi. Oh, man. I oh. love What's fucked up is I love Donald shows. <laughs> I like those shows too. I like Night Court, man. I remember watching oh, Night Court. Oh, I, I still will walk around and I don't no. know, it's randomly pop in my head, but like that, the opening music to Night Court is like, it's so oh. catchy and fun. Hold on, I have to correct you on something. Oh. I, you watched it on TV Land. I watched it on NBC, motherfucker. I aired. I had to wait week to week to watch new episodes. I didn't. I watched it because I didn't want to go to school because I had anxiety problems and didn't know it. So I'd stay up at night watching Night Court and Mama's Family. Oh, <laughs> uh, your anxiety's hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you think it's funny. Well, you don't have that much anxiety now. Not as bad as I did, no. See? And that's because I made fun of you for it. You I'm pretty... I know. I think it's the medication that a doctor gave me. It, it might be that. It's probably that. And I don't actually make fun of you for your anxiety. No, 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 you've always been pretty good to me, I think. You've never really made fun of me about anything that I didn't have coming. <laughs> That's true. Um, I don't know what I was going to say now. <laughs> it moved around so much. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. You know what's game I wish was real? <laughs> what? And it's not a video game. Okay. It's not a board game. Alright. It's the game they play on the Legend of Korra. I wish pro bending was a real sport that I could par- participate in. Would this mean that bending is real or just in the... For some reason, you can only do it in this game. Well, I mean, I would like to live in a bending a world in which bending is real. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not judging you. You know, I think that, that there's nothing wrong with wanting this to be real. And this is not me coming down on you or being like, oh, don't believe in your dreams. But I am going to ask, uh, when you think athletics, is that something that maybe 
someone in your condition. Personally. I'm getting better, motherfucker. I'm just saying that, you know... Second off. Now, now then again, who knows? Maybe, because didn't, like, didn't... You know, I think the NBA finals are over. LeBron James lost again, and he could be like, hey, I had pancreat- pancreatitis, you know? Still amazing, oh, right? If LeBron went out there and lost and had pancreatitis, that would, I would have to be like, you got to give him the win. <laughs> because, goddamn. He's putting up 30, 40 points a game and just, like, kneeling in pain between. <laughs> oh, man. You guys got to help me out there. They we would don't... never talk about that time Jordan had the flu and went out and murdered somebody in the finals. I, I I am not a basketball guy, but I have watched a video of that. It is insane. Insane. That, I watched that, that shit live. Maybe that's why like it's so easy for me to think about since I don't really watch sports, but that, that debate that people have of like who's the greatest of all time, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? How is that even a question? Yeah. Like, have you seen what that what he fucking did? Yeah. Well, I mean and I you know, I, I'm not one to get into those debates either, but like in my opinion, like, it's not a competition because Jordan was in a class by himself. Like, he could literally will victory himself. Like, LeBron clearly can't will victory himself. He needs help. Like, I think Kobe, so. Kobe, Kobe couldn't will, will victory himself. He needed help. And not that there's anything wrong with that. These are team sports. Yeah. They're meant to be played as a team, but Jordan was such a force that he was he was gravity. Well, it's like when you think there, you don't even have to like sports necessarily to know like certain individuals are just they have an insane talent for it that you can't really compare. Like he would be basketball, I would imagine Wayne Gretzky. You'd probably think for hockey, yeah. everyone knows like oh shit, no that the dude was amazing. Yeah. I can't think of a football example because I don't care. <laughs> um, All right, you want to wrap it up, man? Uh, yeah, we can wrap it up. I think we should. We've, we've kept right. these people for long enough. We appreciate it. All ten of you. I hope there's ten of you. I, it's, it's touch or go. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Listen to the show, please. <laughs> please. It's, it's, it's all that's keeping us going. This I don't think... I don't think this is going to work because uh, us pleading for them to listen to the show on the show doesn't really work because if they're not listening to it, it's... Right? It's like a time and, paradox. And it's at the very end of the show. So that we, we have to hope that they've listened this far to hear our pleas to continue listening. Anyway, if you have listened... Feel free to email us at the Poet and Billy Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm Poet. I'm Billy. Good night. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza. Yo, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, there's a... Hold on. Oh, I'll be right back. All right. Can you still hear the humming? Uh, yeah. That was the computer. And now...
not the fan of this sort of doctor's means we'll probably use this for content. And I'm having a hard time hearing you unless you're like louder. Yeah, how about now? Oh, that's amazing, yeah. Yeah, my whole shit fucked up, dude. And I think I'm back, like, dude, my Skype is so twisted. I think I'm back on my other Skype because I have my, I have the different Cora image. Oh, yeah, you do. This, so like that, so it blue screened me twice. And then, um, and it was when I move it, my cousin thinks my computer's breaking. And so I just left it where I, I have to sit it to record. And, um. And uh, and so we'll see if it works. But it like when I logged into Skype, it totally didn't have my login and password. And it's your Microsoft account, and it wouldn't accept my Microsoft account password. So I was like, reset my Microsoft account, and legit just put in the same password. And I was like, awesome, let's do this. So here we are, recording. Me. Yeah. And you're still here, so I'm thinking this this might just work. Yeah, well, we'll find out. <laughs> I'll get cocky. So I like Star Wars. Yeah, I like Star Wars. Don't get cocky. 